tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. Hello, everyone. This is lesson one of the Shelter Animal Reiki Association Animal Reiki for Reiki Practitioner. And I just wanted to let everyone know the format of the class for each Monday for the next eight weeks is going to be um, we all join the call at six. We'll do a short meditation. So if you happen to join late and you hear silence, just go ahead and mute your phone. You can either do it by hitting star six or you can just hit mute on your own phone and then unmute yourself when it's time to talk. But we'll start with the meditation and then I'll talk just for a couple of minutes about the night's lesson and tonight's lesson is the Reiki precepts. And then um, we'll open it up to everyone to talk. So I just ask that everyone kind of take only about five to eight minutes to talk about their homework so that we can give a chance um, to have everybody. There's five people in this class, which is a great size. Well, actually, there's six. Emma um, is in Maine, and she won't be joining us live, but she sends in her homework, and I'll be sharing that. So there's six people. So it does take up some time, and we just want to make sure to have enough time to talk about the lesson and then talk about our experiences. And I really want everyone to have a chance to speak because we all learn from each other and um, for what we're doing. And each class is always a really incredible experience, and I learn everything with I learn new things with each class that we do. So so let's start tonight with our meditation. And um, I'd like you all to mute your phone. And again, you can just mute it on your own phone or you can do star six to mute on TalkShoe and then star six to come back on. And we just want to make sure for every meditation that we do that our spine is nice and straight that we're sitting upright. You can either, it's sometimes it's uncomfortable to sit just totally straight up with nothing supporting your back. So you can sit up against a wall or you can sit in a chair. But always make sure that your feet are planted firmly on the floor, whether you're sitting cross-legged on the floor or sitting in a chair. Make sure your feet touch the ground. So we're going to start tonight with the meditation um, at the heaven and earth meditation. So I'd like to start just by taking a couple deep cleansing breaths. So we want to breathe in through our nose and pull that breath down into our belly and expand our belly, and then on the, out breath, on the out breath, really push that breath out. So it's breathing in, and then out. And on the out breath, you could either push out through your mouth or through your nose, but just make sure you just give a nice pushing out of that breath so that with that breath, you release any tension and any um, tightness or worries that you're holding in Throughout our day, we hold things inside and we don't realize how tense we are until we start really deeply breathing. And then letting go. So we do a couple of those deep breaths. And now I'd like you to imagine there are roots growing from your spine deep into the earth. As you breathe in and out, Feel the roots 
growing deeper and deeper into the earth. Breathing in, breathing out, feeling those roots going deeper as you breathe out. You're almost pushing your roots into the earth. Like a big, strong redwood tree, you have deep, solid roots. As you breathe in and out, I want you to focus on pulling your breath in through your nose and pulling it down into your belly, down by your belly button, expanding your belly, and on the out breath, releasing that breath. As you breathe in and out, feel cool, calm energy coming up through your roots and into your belly. In and out. You feel that strength of the earth stabilizing you. Your body starts to feel strong and solid. The earth's energy is cool and calm, but strong and very solid. I'd like you to imagine a beautiful golden light coming down from the sun and into your crown. As you breathe in and out, you pull that sun's energy into your heart center. Feel yourself start to open up and expand. Feel as solid from the earth's energy resting in your belly. And like a tree, you're expanding out, reaching for the healing rays of the sun. This beautiful light coming down through your crown stimulates your psychic and spiritual awareness. Start to feel all your worries leave your body. Start to feel open and clear. Now I'd like you, as you breathe in and out, imagine the energy of the earth coming up into your heart and mixing with the energy of the sun. Within your heart, it forms a beautiful energetic light. As you breathe in and out, this light becomes stronger, engulfing your entire body I'd like you to imagine this light as you're breathing in and out. It's growing brighter, filling your body. It starts to seep out every pore. You're breathing in and out. This beautiful light within you starts to envelop you in a beautiful bubble of light. Breathing in and out. You feel yourself strong from the earth's energy, open from the healing rays of the sun and the sky and the heavens. The light that shines from your heart is your own original light. This light that you're breathing in and out 
can be any color. It's your own special light. Maybe it's blue or white or yellow, gold. But as you breathe in and out, you feel yourself engulfed in this beautiful, warm, healing light. Now I'd like you to bring to mind an animal or animals that brought you here to this class. See them with your heart. See them as the perfect animal that they are. As you breathe in and out, feel yourself connecting your light, connecting with theirs, coming together. In this beautiful space, you recognize that we are all one, one with each other, one with our animals, one with the universe. As you breathe in and out, feel your connection with your animal becoming stronger and stronger. Feel their heart merging with yours. Beautiful space of love and compassion and gratitude. Know that you are part of them and they are part of you. Thank your animal for all the lessons they have taught you and all the lessons they've yet to teach you. Whether they're here with us now or whether they've passed, they're always in our heart, always helping us along our journey. I'd like you to slowly start to come back But as you do, keep that beautiful sense of compassion and strength and openness with you. This is a beautiful space. And we are going to be practicing more and more in this same space, but we're going to find different ways to get to it. So this class is based on the Japanese um, teachings of Reiki, the original teachings of Asui. We get these teachings from Franz Dine of the International House of Reiki, who um, teaches human Reiki, and Kathleen Prasad um, translates those teachings into our connection with animals and how we can better connect with them through the Japanese way. So the Japanese traditional um, Reiki is a little bit different than the Western Reiki. The Western Reiki is very um, outward. It's it's more, you know, you're giving, um, you're, you're putting symbols on something that's, that needs some healing. Whereas the Japanese Reiki, you're going more inward. Now, for people, I feel the Western Reiki, um, like what William Rand teaches, is really effective because people need that outward. They need the touch. They need that um, sense of they're getting something from you. Animals, though, when we approach them, if we're um, like beaming energy or we have the, this intent that I'm going to give you something, you need this from me, they will back away from us because they don't necessarily 
sometimes like people or feel comfortable with people, and so they start to close off from us. But if we can create this beautiful space like we did where we go inward and we help balance our energy, then we can connect with them in this beautiful, calm space. That's the space they live in. If you think about animals in their normal, healthy state, they're very calm. They're very um, even with their emotions. They're not up or down. They're just very even. If you think about a lion on the Serengeti, there's all kinds of danger around them. There's all kinds of, you know, maybe he needs food or maybe he needs water, but they're always very peaceful and they're calm. And that's what we're trying to get to. And the way we can help animals when they're sick or when they're in shelters and they're stressed is by bringing this beautiful, calm energy to them and just sitting with them and not expecting anything from them. When we can create this beautiful, balanced space, then what we can offer them is a space of healing without forcing it. So many times humans are always asking things of animals, you know, to do this, to not do this, to stay here, to eat this, to, you know, they rely on us for everything. And we don't really give them the choice. And in this world, animals really are the living, breathing Buddhas, not us. They're so superior to us as far as their emotional state and the way they connect to each other and the way they coexist with each other. And that's what we're really trying to get to so that when we sit with them, that we can offer them something that they need and that they know. So if you go into a shelter and all the dogs are stressed and you go sit with one and they're pacing or they're barking or they're whining and you just sit and create the space and you know keep your eyes down and don't pay attention to them, they realize, oh, they're not forcing anything on me. They're just creating something that actually feels really good. And maybe the first time you sit with a really stressed animal, they won't react that much. But the second time, the third time, and by the fourth time, they're open to it because they realize that you're not offering anything but this beautiful healing space. So the ways we get to this space are through the precepts, which we um, talked about in the first lesson, and um, also by the symbols and mantras. And so the symbols you all know, but we're going to learn the traditional Japanese way of experiencing the symbols, which is through drawing the symbol, chanting the symbol's uh, name, chokurei, 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 or by doing the Japanese chants, which you're going to learn. We're going to do chanting in this class. Um, I think lesson five is the first lesson where we start to learn the chanting. And they're all different ways to get to the same space. So with the precepts for today only, do not anger, do not worry, be humble, be honest, show compassion to yourself and to others. If that's the only meditation you do throughout this entire class, that meditation will change your life. Because if you go through life in, in each moment, don't, not being angry, not being worried, being humble, which means letting go of your ego, being honest, which is also part of letting go of our ego, and showing compassion to yourself and to others. So by showing compassion to ourselves, when we do get angry, we forgive ourselves and say, okay, I got angry. Because there are situations, do not anger doesn't mean you're never going to get angry. What it means is, what are you going to do with that anger? Are you going to hold on to your anger, or are you going to let it go? So when we practice the precepts, we're letting go of that anger. We'll experience it, 
but we let it go. Or if we don't let it go and we realize we should have, we can show compassion to ourselves and come back. So it's this beautiful circle always coming back to the same space. And it's a space where you're open. You don't have ego. You don't have anger. You don't have worry. And you have this beautiful space of compassion within you. So the precepts are really powerful. And as Sui referred to them as the stepping stone, the foundation to your practice. And they really are. And I encourage you to, to definitely practice the, the precepts each day. Say it three times in the morning and three times at night. And that alone will change your view and how you're, you feel about yourself and about others. And you'll start to feel more connected. That's a beautiful meditation just to, in the morning, wake up and say the precepts three times to start your day. And then the evening when you're in bed, say the precepts three times before you go to bed and let go of any anger, let go of any worries, let go of any feelings you had from the day that don't serve your higher purpose and really keep your energetic channels clear and open. And when we do that, Franz always says it's like we have a river of energy within us, but each day we have lots of boulders put into our river you know, maybe someone said something to us that hurt our feelings. Maybe we did something to someone. Or there's just old hurts and injuries that have been there a long time in that river. And what we do with meditation is we start to remove those boulders so that our river becomes a beautiful, clear stream and it's very strong. So each day by saying these precepts in the morning and at night, you really help yourself remove those boulders and to find that you're going to be more open and in that open space, you're going to feel more, feel more connected. You're going to have a stronger intuition about things. And this class isn't about um, animal communication. But when we're clear and when we're open, then we can hear what's being said to us. Then we can hear what's being shown to us. We can hear what the animals are trying to share with us. And maybe you get these messages in words, maybe you get it in pictures, maybe you just get it in feelings. And as you practice this more and more, you're going to realize those feelings aren't really made up. It's actually happening. There are a lot of times when you're working with an animal and you get a certain feeling and you think, I wonder if I'm making this up. But then the more you work with the animal, or maybe the more you talk to the person about the animal, you realize, oh, the animal's actually sharing something with you. And that's really important when animals share with us is that when we're in that space of the precepts that we can take that information in and acknowledge it and show gratitude for that sharing of it, but not feel it necessary to actually do something about it. As humans, we're doers, right? We want to fix everything. But sometimes when animals share things with us, it's just a sharing, like a sharing between friends. They just want you to know this is a piece of me. This is a part of me. So when we're in this space, we can take that information and not be blown over by it. So the foundation of the precepts helps us to be strong. We might get information or we might go to a shelter where a dog has been abused and it makes us feel very sad and very angry at what happened. But we never want to go into a shelter in that space because all the animal can feel is worry and anger. So that makes them stressed out more. They don't know why we're worried or why we're angry. They just know that's what they're feeling from us. But when we can stop 
and really breathe and connect to that energy of the earth and that openness of the sky and bring those energies into our hearts and connect in that beautiful, calm space of love and compassion. Then the animals, that's all they feel. And then we can help that animal. You know yourself, if you're sick or you have an illness, you don't want people saying, oh, that's so sad. Oh, my gosh, that's really horrible. You want people to say, well, you know what? I see only you as a beautiful, whole person. And they, you want them to see you as you are. I remember when Kathleen was going through cancer, she said, I'm so sick of people seeing cancer and not seeing me anymore. All they see is, oh, Kathleen's got breast cancer. And it's so true. And we have to remember that it's the same with the animals. We don't want to see the animal as a, an illness or as a problem or, you know, um, whatever they're going through. We don't want to see that. We want to see that beautiful light that lives within them and always see that first and open yourself up. Because when they look at us, that's what they see. They see our love, our kindness, our compassion. And we want to see the same with them. And that's a really important lesson to keep with you when your animal is sick too. It's really hard because we always want to cure our animals. But if we can just sit with them in a calm space and help them by connecting to that calm space, that's what's going to be most helpful to them. So I'm going to start tonight sharing um, Emma's homework um, and then we'll open it up to everyone else and then we'll share and then we'll talk about um, and I'll talk as you share. Um, I might like interject some some thoughts or ask some questions too and we'll try to keep it to um, it's already 25 almost so we want to have plenty of time for everybody. So Emma's homework um, she, Emma has, is resetting the class so she's taken it before so she she says that she loves um, how we come back to the precepts because she's uh, does her practice but she's in a kind of rural part of Maine, so she doesn't have a lot of connection with other Reiki people. So this class is kind of her way of reconnecting and keeping her practice strong. So she says, I sat in meditation with the precepts. It was little Pirret, um, one of my Nigerian dwarf goats who came to me, much to my surprise. She is a very gentle, quiet soul and prefers to stay in the background. As I went through each precept, I understood how she quietly and unassumingly embodied all of them. While she might become angry with her twin sister, it is momentary. She does not carry it with her, nor does she love her sister less. She is never worried facing each of life's challenges with calm courage. She is honest, never pulling any tricks, but communicating directly. She is true to her way and her being. She is always purette. She never pretends or takes a different path. And finally, she is always compassionate to herself and others. Although she is the lead goat, she is always kind and generous, leading by example. As a result of embodying all the precepts, she is a very healing presence. During um, Emma's had a horse named Prudenta, and uh, Prudenta passed away a few months ago. During Prudenta's final illness, Pierrette would often pay, place herself near Prudenta to offer a healing space, and Prudenta would often seek her out. After Prudenta's death, it was Pierrette who assisted the other goats in their grief. I often saw them standing around her, gently breathing together and taking in the healing energy. Pirat was emanating just by being herself. It was a profound lesson to see how, by following the precepts and ultimately and truly embodying them, one quietly becomes a healing presence. She, um, so this story is a really, this experience is a really nice one because the animals really 
do embody the precepts. And we can learn so much from them if we can stop and step away from our own ego and just observe and watch them as she was watching Pierrette. So you'll notice when you're around animals, if you have more than one, if one gets sick, the other will go comfort them. And when they comfort them, they don't go over there and go, oh, my gosh, are you okay? Or, you know, you know, nudge them or pat them. They go and they lay with them and they comfort them with their presence. And that's, what, that's the biggest lesson we can learn is that all they need is just that calm energy. And that's what's going to help them heal. When your body is calm and you're not stressed, that your body can actually focus on healing and not focus on fighting the stress. So I'd like it to open it up now to all of you. Um, Lori, why don't we start with you tonight? Okay, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can. Okay. All right, I just took my phone off mute. I want to make sure I was... <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so I, you know, I, I did meditation and I, and I focused on one precept, which uh, is the do not worry. Um, mm-hmm. That <laughs> really resonates with me <laughs> because... Um, uh, well, one of my boys and, and Leah. I mean, I've communicated with this with you in previous emails. Um, but uh, one of my dogs, Ranger, uh, mm-hmm. I, I rescued, um, and he was severely emaciated. And this is uh, six six plus years, a little bit over six years ago, um, in San Diego, and and I'm currently I'm, I'm in Virginia. And anyway, he um, he was a mess. He was an absolute disaster uh, at six months old, and he Aww. he worried, and he still worries, and he's he's why I'm certified in Reiki, <laughs> and <learning. laughs> um, he's my reason, and he's sitting right in front of me expecting Reiki right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's doubting because I'm not giving it to him. Um, but what came to mind was really I visualized his his youth. You know when I when I first adopted him and you know he and I can really relate because I'm I don't do too well with the do not worry precept <laughs> I, uh-huh. I'm learning but we 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 worry and um I've helped him you know I, I just reflected back on when we would go on walks and he would panic at any little thing, a garbage can, a car, or whatever. He was just not, he was not exposed to anything. And so I started running with him and running him through the anxiety and the worry and and everything that he was freaking out about. And I had an aha moment during this uh, visualization meditation because I... I'm battling Lyme disease. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. And I'm really worried. <laughs> I'm worried about a lot of things. Um, right. So I was trying to figure out, like, I just had this aha moment that I was like, you know, I got him through this horrible time. I sort of, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and mm-hmm. sort of having him face these challenges. Mm-hmm. Head on, but but together, mm-hmm. and and that's what I need to do. Is, yeah, that's you know, a really profound lesson to learn. To <laughs> I, 
you know, some days I, I feel like, how am I going to, you know, put one foot in front of the other? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's, he's like right there with me. And so I, I just, um, he's just come so far and he's learned to trust and, and both of us have to just learn, you know, I'm learning to, to trust the process and he trusted mm-hmm. the process. So I'm just really proud of him. You know, I was thinking about just how proud of him I am, um, who mm-hmm. he is, who he is today, and how far he's come. And I uh, just—that's kind of just sort of how I how I felt and reflected on this. I feel like I need to do the same for me. <laughs> it's easier right. said than done. <laughs> right. No, it's it's so true. And and what a powerful lesson. And you just have to wonder. Maybe that's why Ranger came into your life is yeah. that he went through his and now he's going to help you go through your journey. And I know that for Kathleen, when she was going through cancer uh, the first time it, it came around, that um, we it was our first trip to care and then she found out she had cancer and she started meditating with a black leopard Makoto and with a tiger Bolshoi. And she meditated with them for a year, and she got a lot of strength from them. And even though they were caged animals, um, you know, there's so much you can learn from them because of their presence, because of their strength, because of what they will endure. And right. she, it really helped her to get through that. And, and when you can let go of the, oh, poor me, and just be open to you. you know, I know that Kathleen even though it was horrible having cancer, she got so much out of her practice and out of her lessons that she learned from going through that, that she mm-hmm. said, you know, in some ways she wouldn't change it for anything. And so sometimes <laughs> our challenges are just lessons that we need to learn and it helps us to right. become more compassionate. And, you know, the animals, I think it's a wonderful lesson because it's, it's a reminder that we really need to be open and and really, like, you had your aha moment. It's like, oh, he went through his struggles. I'm going through mine. And right. and you can learn from how he handled it. And he's going to be there for you now. Right. Well, I mean, I hope he is. I mean, he's right now, he's battle, battling, um, and he, he will be until the end. But he has uh, liver disease. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, it's just uh, I'm watching him. You know, I mean, he's taking prednisone, and he's, you know, we don't know how much time we have. And, uh, right. but, you know, he's he's here with me, and and I, you know, I help as much as I can. Um, but we're both uh, fighting a fight. Yeah, but you can do it together, and you get yeah. a lot of strength from each other. And, you know, he'll have bad days, you'll have bad days, but you have each other. That's really powerful. Well, thank you for that, Lori. That's that's really a profound lesson. And when we're open, we can have these aha moments, right, where we realize, oh, that's what I need to learn here. That's experience. So thank you so much for sharing that. No, you're welcome. I I hope I, you know, can can make it every week. Um, This is something I'm really, you know, I look forward to. I wasn't you know, entirely sure if I could, you know, pull through every time. 
uh, on, right. on the calls, but I, you know, it's a, it's a great positive um, distraction for me. So I, I'm really happy. Right. And I hope that you, um, you know, even if you feel like you don't want to talk, I hope that you'll just maybe participate and listen and we can, you know, check in with you at the end. And I right. think that the class you're going to find is just really healing as we all open up and share and experience these experience the classes together. Um, and right. then again, you know, all, you all will have access to these recordings even long after the class is over. So you can always come back, practice the meditations, and listen to some of the lessons. So thank you so much for that. No problem. Thank you. So I'm going to open it up to Mary. Would you like to talk next? Sure. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, you can. Oh, all right. All right. I wasn't sure. (laughs) I have a brand new phone. We had a thunderstorm here about a week ago and lost the phone. Oh, no. Yeah, when it rings, it rings jingle bells. Figure that one out. Oh. Uh, can Can I share something with Lori, though? <clears throat> yeah, of course. Uh, she Please. she may be familiar with this person. He he goes. Well, his name's Anthony William. He's called the medical medium, but look him up on Facebook because he has a lot to say about Lyme disease and all these other things. And what he suggests because he's very, um, what do you call it, holistic? Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, but he he's very good. Um, I'm uh, Reiki master. I wanted to learn Reiki because, well, I wanted to work with, with veterans. I'm a veteran myself. And, uh, oh, nice. So I do that, but some of these guys come in with dogs, and some of these dogs have the same problem as they're, they're human. Right. So right. we get to work on the dogs now and then, which is nice. Uh, That's really nice. My little dog has, well, my little dog's a healer dog. Uh, anytime you're sick, he is right there, and he just lays there, and he's with you. <laughs> and uh, he will, well, actually, the first time I, my first attunement, of course, man, I'm going to work on my dog. I put my hands on him. <laughs> he jumped up, took off across the room, and looked at me like, who are you, and what'd you do with my mom? <laughs> So I've, I've learned not to do that. But when I work on my, uh, well, actually, he's my ex now, but when I work on him, sometimes Leo will come over and, and get under my hands. So he, he gets some energy, too. Right. I, and that's, that's his choosing, too. So you can see where we're not directing him. And he's like, okay, you're not directing at me, but I want to enjoy this space, right? Yeah. So that's a good lesson to look <clears throat> oh, yeah. focus on me create that space and I'll enjoy it with you, but don't turn it on me and put your focus on me. Yeah. Uh, the only time I was really able to, he had to have some surgery and I know he was hurting a lot and it, I know that helped him quite a bit, but yeah, mm-hmm. every now and then, but yeah. he, he's he's like, well, when I feel like it, I'll have it. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's okay too. My dog was like that too. It's like when I was Oh, you're breaking up really bad. Are you there? Is this better? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, you're still breaking up on me. Uh Uh-oh. Is this better? I don't know what's going on here. Try that again. 
Can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. Okay. So hopefully this is better. But yeah, so we might would do the same thing with Earth Day and that you know it's that directing the energy. But when we go inward, when I would place my hands on myself, then he would come away with me. The only time he would come is if he was not feeling well and then he'd lay up against me at night and, and would want to so I would just give it to him so um, how was your lesson? Um, I really I read through it a lot. The, <clears throat> I have not been good about following the precepts. You know, do not anger and do not worry. I mean, there's things I work on, but not. I'm really bad at meditation, and I've got to be better about that. Uh, I think I've just been That's working on that in general. The process. Yeah. Oh, definitely. We have to be gentle with ourselves when we're doing meditation, which is why the precepts is a good meditation because you can use it as a mantra as you're sitting there, and it can help you to get in that space, you know, for today right. only, do not worry, and just keep saying that. Right. Yeah, and it's similar because I've had some health issues, and the ones I usually go through is, you know, I'm as, I'm as healthy and strong as I was when I was 18 and things like that. And so... <laughs> That that's the ones I've really been working on, but I need to work on these too. But I need to start meditating more. I'm just <laughs> if I, if I'm with a group, I'm fine. But when, yeah. I'm, when I'm by myself, and pretty soon I'm looking at the clock. It's got to be half an hour, and it's been two minutes. <laughs> so <clears throat> and, um, the more you'll find the truth. Oh, you're breaking up on me really bad again. I am crashed. Let's see. No. Is it? Yeah, it just it kind of sounds like you're moving away from the phone or something. I don't know. <clears throat> Is this better? Yeah, that's better. Okay. It's just the mouthpiece. So was there anything else you wanted to share about that lesson? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I, I really like the lesson because it brought a lot of things back. Because the, my original instructor that did my Reiki one and Reiki two really didn't go over a lot. It's like, here's your attunement, here's the, you know, where, here's what mm-hmm. to put, put your hands. And my Reiki master, I mean, she was very good, but you know, she did the attunement, and that was about it. There was no real classes. Oh, okay, yeah, and that happens a lot. Because the Western way isn't really based on meditation. It's more just an outward thing. And that's why I think a lot of people bring in angels or chakras or other tools, um, you know, crystals, because there isn't a lot of depth to the Western way. But I think that you're going to find through the traditional Japanese way that you are going to have a really strong foundation and you are going to have a lot of tools to help you create that space. Not only for animals, but for humans too. Like when you're offering Reiki to the vets, I think you're going to find um, there's a really great chair treatment that um, we're going to learn, I think, in lesson three or four um, that you can offer to the vets that I think is going to be really profound and effective. Oh. And it's, you don't need a table, you just use a chair because the Sui believed that the healing starts with your mind. And mm-hmm. so it's just all about focusing around the head and then your body will follow. So that that's something I'm excited for you to try, and I can't wait to hear the experiences that you have with that. That sounds interesting. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And I'll oh. open it now up to – oh, did you have anything more? I'm sorry. No, uh-uh. no, I'm fine. Okay, perfect. All right, thanks, Mary. Um, Margaret, would you like to share? Sure. Uh, can you hear me? Yep, I can. Take it off the speaker so you won't hear my dogs barking. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I enjoyed the uh, homework for this week or field work. The, um, so I guess I'm, you know, I've trained in, I think, what people consider uh, Western, but it, the training I had was really based on the Reiki principles, is what we would say. And um, but the same as the precepts. And when I recite them every day, I say um, we for that be compassionate to yourself and others. I say be kind to every living thing. It's kind of the way I was taught them. Is the way they've been mm-hmm. translated according to the people I've, I've been taught with. And I liked this. Um, I had not seen this before, and I've done some of the traditional Reiki classes too and other Japanese lineages, but to, to be compassionate. So um, that was interesting, meditating on that rather than be kind to every living thing, be compassionate to yourself and others. So that was a little twist that was new, and um, to be humble by being grateful for all life's blessings. I think those two lines were different. And um, so in doing that, and meditating in through the, the way we were asked to do it, my one dog, Lucy, kind of came to mind. And because she, she, I always think of her as sweet, but then in, in this, it's like, no, she's very compassionate. So I thought that was very cool, and um, I focused mm-hmm. on that principle. And I had not really assigned that quality to an animal before. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, I thought that was lovely. And she has, like, all through her life, um, you know, demonstrated compassion. We we got her as a rescue. She had a really tough first six months and was totally, like, freaked out. She was in an SPCA, and and she was, like, jumping maybe, I don't know, almost six feet high. She was just a really – she's a German Shepherd <laughs> Chelsea mix, but she's, like, a, a high-energy herder kind of dog. And um, but her name was – Lucy was on the thing, and I just looked at her and I said, Lucy, it's okay, sit down. And she just looked at me and she sat down. I'm like, ooh, she's really smart. She's just really stressed out. <laughs> so um, it was a tough start with her because she really had a lot. But with, um, you know, calling in dog training, calling in professionals for their advice, and um, we got through it. And she's just a great dog. So she's nine now. And... Um, even we've got a second dog. She actually herded that, you know, which was a rescue, and we took her into the yard. She was, she was four months old, the second dog, and she herded the puppy right in the house. And um, she's been really good with everyone who's been sick in our family and helped people through their illnesses. And really, you know, when I want to know what's going on with my kids, I look at the dog. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, she's, she's got, you know, she can, she's got, her finger on the pulse. So um, anyway, when I was doing the meditation, I became very, uh, almost felt overwhelmed with a wave of sadness. And I thought, well, what's this, you know? Um, and then I thought for a moment, you know, I kind of went to that thinking phase rather than just kind of being present and in the heart space. And I thought, oh, is this because, you know, she's nine and, you know, 
I keep pretending she's going to live forever and I have another 10 more years or is this because she's letting me know, like in this connection, that she's sad. Um, so my oldest child passed away and they were very close, my son mm-hmm. and Lucy. And, you know, I, I after he passed, probably like, I don't know, how many weeks, maybe three or so, she went in his room and got like the dirtiest, smelliest sock, picked it up and carried it to the whole other side of the house, put it in her kennel and laid down on it. Oh. And, and I thought, oh, gosh, you know, she knows. But then, you know, feeling that wave of sadness, maybe thought, mm, you know. But I liked in your, um, in the opening of the class tonight where you said, well, it's not really, we can't fix what's going on for them. We just need to hold the space, like that loving vibration, the healing mm-hmm. space. Um, so, you know, I guess that's all I need to do or all I can do. I can't fix it. But it's so, I kind of wasn't sure is that my sadness, but then when I really thought about it, I think like maybe she was showing me that she is, she is sad. I'm not sure. Um, but it was, I did like that that piece you said, you know, just holding the space. And I I, yeah. was, I was interested in in taking this class because, you know, I'm, I practice Reiki and um, as I'm an advanced practice holistic nurse, so it's in my daily work with um, human beings. But it's also like, uh, it's funny, people, dogs will come up, they are animals or birds in the yard, and it just seems like animals are always coming and I, you, they're, um, they can, like, present themselves to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, well, it, so it's very interesting, and I just kind of ask the universe and all the ascended masters to just kind of, okay, I'll I'll be present here for this. And um, so it's it's interesting. I want to, you know, hear more of people's experiences and, and uh, you know, just learn more about it. So, and I did just tonight, this, this is a very yeah. nice... Um, I mean- yeah, yeah. From even the first lesson, you can see where you could feel sadness your animal sharing with you, and and in that space. And again, it's not like your animal saying, "I'm sharing the sadness. Be sad for me." It's just I'm sharing this with you. Mm. You know where my heart is, and and in that space. We don't know, too, if by showing it, they're releasing it, too. So it's really important for us to stay in that space of openness. And I can only imagine how hard that is for you to, um, you know, experience that because of what you experienced in your loss. Um, But it's really beautiful when you can share that with your animal and you can see how how they, you know, handle it and helps you to handle it, too. Um, they create different ways of getting to that same space. So tonight we learned the earth sky meditation. And then the next lesson, we're going to talk about the Hara system, which is the chakra system, but there's only three centers. And that's your next homework. And doing that meditation is really clearing and opening, but it also helps us to go inward and really create that balanced energy within ourselves, which then helps us to have that strong base where things that are shared with us don't blow us over. And 
Thank that you're you breaking so much. Up. Oh, am I? Gosh darn it. It's that last bit. Yeah. Is, is this better if I go on speaker? Um, is it? That, well, right in this moment, it's it's good. You there? Uh, am I? No, that's not better. <laughs> is that better not talking? Oh, really? Okay. Oh, my gosh. And I have, like, full service. I don't know what the problem is. Okay, let's see. Is this better? Yes, that's good. Okay, okay good. All right. So much. Well, thank you. Thank um, we'll um, ask Rhonda to share. Hi there. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hi. I'm afraid you're breaking up, though. Let me see. Let me go in here. Is this better? I'm sorry. I, I really... I, I can't understand you at all. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me... Because you sound perfectly clear. Oh, let good. Go, That's always yes. the case. Okay, let me go outside. Oh, my gosh, this has never happened. <laughs> okay, is this better? Okay, that is definitely better. Um, yeah, okay, I I don't have much to add this week, I'm afraid. Um, I, 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 too, struggle with wor- the precept of do not worry. I like your imagery of a a stone in your your river, and I picture myself with this huge boulder that I really need help with move removing because worry is the bane to my existence, and I have no reason to worry. I uh, I need to learn to be more grateful, more gratitude, and make a habit of that. Yeah, because my life is pretty good. I, I really can't complain, so I have no reason to worry. And so for me, that is a big struggle, that precept. I'm going to have to really work on that a lot. And I'm not sure how I'm going to have a ba- breakthrough because it doesn't really resonate with me quite yet. But hopefully with the meditation, it will. Um, I I no longer have any animals, but I do have a lot of animals in my life. Uh, a lot of my friends and family have animals, and they're my animals, I feel, too. And I have a squirrel in the yard named that I've named Chip that is my animal that comes up to me a lot. And um, so I, 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 you know, I've, I don't really have much to add, I'm afraid, this week about about this process. I have been doing uh, Reiki for a couple of years, and I really only went into it for animals. Um, That's my total interest. And I just started working at a shelter um, a a while ago, which is absolutely wonderful. It's like going to church for me. I come out there and I feel so, uh, so good and so purified by the the experience. And um, I'm I'm just so grateful that I heard about Reiki. It was just a happenstance. Somebody mentioned it to me. And it really, it's where I need to be in my life right now. And um, so I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of the lesson. I want to be better and more effective with animals. That's all I have right now. And I mean, that's all we can do, right? We're all. I'm so sorry. I don't. I can't. Can you, I. I can't oh, hear you. 
I'm sorry. I went out. So here, let me go back outside. So okay, on speaker. Let me, is this better? Yes, it is. Okay, good. Well, I was outside, and you, you all. I'm outside too. I'm hoping that works for me. I'm sort of in a dead zone with Verizon, and so yeah. it's it's um, not always good. I have no landline, unfortunately. But um, so it it's a, it's sort of always going to be a struggle. I have a feeling with this, but um, we'll do the best we can. Yes, we will. I'll be sure you all to tell me when you can't. Um, here because that's important. We don't want the recording okay. to be bad. Um, we're just going crazy, so I'm trying to work in. Yeah. Well, um, I'm not understanding much right now. Sorry. Yes, it is. And when you were oh, in the first part talking about it, I heard every word crystal clear. But now Isn't it's really stranger? rather it's... spotty. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I wonder what it is. I don't know if it's back <laughs> I don't know. So, well, we're coming to the end, but I just wanted to say, and I want you all to hear me. I'm going to try to walk in the back here. Um, so tell me if you can hear me clearly. Let me. I, I can't, I'm afraid. Um, you can't hear me clearly? Oh, you know. Now you can't hear me clearly? Now I can. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll hope this is the spot. <laughs> and then next time I'll, I'll call for my landline. So I, I want to say that the next lesson that we're going to um, practice is going to be on the three diamonds. And I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that. Um, what, what the lesson is, is it's about focusing on the three centers. So the first center is at your belly, which is why we breathe into our belly. That's your hara. Then your heart center is the middle hara. And then the there's a center right at your third eye, and that's the upper hara. So the, the meditation is you take your hands and you take one palm on top of the other. So you, your fingers are, your left hand is facing right and your right hand is facing left, the fingers are facing left. And you hold it about two or three inches off the centers. And what you want to do is you want to feel that connection with that center, but don't touch your body. You keep your hands about two inches away from your body. And then when you've connected with your hara, you go up to your middle hara, to your heart center. Then you go up to your third eye, to the upper hara, and then you come back down and you end the meditation. You start and end the meditation with your hara. So your hara is your foundation and then you build up. But that is a really beautiful meditation. It's very simple, but it's very profound. It has very profound um, effects. So what I would like you to do is really focus on that meditation and not focus on the animals if they come into the room with you or when you sit and practice with an animal. This lesson is really great for us to learn that we don't need to use our hands or put our intention on our animals when we create that space, that it's more important for us to clear our own energetic channels. So I'm excited for you all to start that, and I'm going to send you the homework tonight. And again, you can listen in on the class um, by listening to the recording. I'll give you a link that will take you right there. And each week there will be a new recording, but again, you can go listen to any recording during the class and then after the class is over. You'll always have access to those recordings. It will never change. 
Well, thank you, ladies, so much. I'm really excited for this class. This, this class is always such a wonderful experience. I wish I could teach it more because the experiences that we share and that the animals share with us are always different. And like I said before, I always learn something new. And I know that you all will, too. So thank you, ladies, so much. And I look forward to talking to you next week. And I hope I have a better connection next week for you. Thanks, Leah. Thank you. Good night, ladies. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Good night. Bye. Good night. Leah? Leah? Yes.